I'm Jordy. And I'm Juliet. And this is Diaper Baggage, a podcast that shows you how to get rid of the mom guilt. On this week's episode, we answer the burning question on every parent's mind, and Juliet shares her favorite summer beauty product. Plus, we chat about the benefits and challenges of traveling without your kid. It's, it's exciting that we are on episode four. It really is, and I've had a lot of people tell me they've been listening, even yes. people that don't have kids, so... Oh, that's... that's yeah, who are just like, it, it's having me think about what it will be like when I have kids, so I'm... We're really grateful for everyone that's been listening. No, I've actually been really happy. A couple of people have come up to me that I maybe like loosely know, not firsthand, don't talk to on a regular basis, it's like a friend of a friend of a friend, Mm -hmm. and said that they've listened. And it made me so happy that people were listening and that they were you know, happy about the, the stuff that we were talking about. That does make me really happy. It's Hopefully. not just us chatting on I the know. microphone. <laughs> there's, a, there's actual people out there. I had one mom come up to me and be like, thank you so much for doing this because I'm, I think she has a 10 month old and she said, I'm really struggling with, with being a mom and figuring this out. And I said, me too, sister. We're like, all in that boat. We're all in that boat. Girlfriend. If I had all the answers, I would certainly give them to you, but yeah. <laughs> I'm asking just as many questions, and that's why we have uh, this podcast. But last time we chatted, um, I was having a very busy week, and yeah. remember I said that I was going to get sick? Well, I did. I got really sick. Oh, no. And I was in bed for three days, and I feel like I'm still sort of recovering from the sniffles it was it was brutal so that'll teach me to go out four out of five days in a week I know and think about the fact that we used to have to do that for a living for a living how do we survive I don't know we I would not pay me enough money to to, do that to do that again we would literally stay out until one two o'clock in the morning and then be at the office at like nine ten o'clock the next morning. That was the part that was really annoying. Is that I felt like we should have been able to sleep in. Yes. That would have made it a lot more palatable. Yes. But they are bosses. Where I love you, bosses. I'm still in contact with all of you. <laughs> but uh, that was not my finest hour. I'd say I was yeah. very sleep deprived for a long time. Yeah. I really. I don't know how I how I functioned. I should try to remember those days on like my really sleep deprived days, like today. Yeah. Where Wilder decided to wake up at five thirty this oh. morning. Because I'm in the middle of the horrendous two-to-one nap transition. That is so rough. It goes on for so long. It's been going on for over a month now, and I don't think there's an end in sight. I mean, Avi didn't fully drop her second nap until I think she was 21 months, and I'm pretty sure... Wow, this, there's only 14 I, months. I know. This this weird back-and-forth boomerang thing started probably around 13 or 14 months, so it, it lasted like... The, the, the hardest part, honestly, is that there's no semblance of a schedule. Like, mm-hmm. when he was doing two naps, even when he was doing three naps, it was like, I knew exactly what times he was going to be down for and for approximately how long, and I could plan my day around mm-hmm. it. Now it's like, oh, no, he decided to wake up at 5.30 this morning, then took a random two-hour nap at, like, 8.30. Oh, man. And then he's going to go, he went He went to daycare today. I have no idea what the, what the hell's going to happen there. Like, he could have not napped at all, and I'll have to go pick him up and, like, put him down immediately. It's just, the the not having a schedule, I think, is the hardest part for me. Because, right. like you've mentioned on this podcast before, we like planning. And we like schedules. <laughs> and babies in general don't really allow for that. But really, this has been, this has been hard. Yeah. Like, even Ross was like, I don't. I don't know what my, I wake up every morning. I don't know what my day is going to look like. Exactly. And he goes to an office from for like normal workouts. Right. And even he is feeling it. Yeah. So anyway, 
Well, I was telling Jordy earlier, it doesn't last forever. It does, unfortunately. Everything is a phase. Right. It can, this phase, unfortunately, <laughs> can be quite long, depending. Um, but it, eventually, you won't be so chained to his nap schedules. Because even if he is napping once a day, you can fiddle with it. Like, you can fiddle with the time, or he can do it in the stroller. And it's not the sort of thing where you're rushing to get back to put him down yeah. in the crib so he gets that, like, one good crib nap. Eventually, they can kind of hang and do a nap wherever, which does make things a lot which easier. Which will be nice, yeah. especially for traveling because we like to travel so yeah. much, which we'll talk about later we'll on talk this about episode. Later. Stay tuned. Um, but we had a fun morning. Yes, too. we did. We did. We got to go see... Uh, Broadway performances in Bryant Park for a little while, um, but it was really hot out. It was really hot. It's, we were melting. We literally melting. Like I, I, I'm not even wearing a bra today, and I had under boob sweat, and I don't have big boobs. Yeah, same. actually, I think they're smaller than they were before. Oh, mine definitely big, are. Mine are totally deflated. Yeah, like I, I don't need a bra. What's that? What's I know. the point of that? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even want to talk about that. I mean, I do. We probably will in another episode about body changes. But yeah, but so we saw the cast of. Uh, mean mean girls, girls, Phantom of the, Phantom Opera, the Opera, which I still have not seen. I need to go. see. I know see. that should be your next date night. And there was Frankenstein, Frankenstein, which I think is off Broadway. Got it. And then uh, there was a performance by the cast of Tootsie too, which I'm really I would like to see that one. One day, yeah. What? It was too hot. Uh, well, speaking of summer, should we get into one of our favorite segments? Yes. Hashtag not an ad. So my product this week mm-hmm. is something actually that came in handy when it was so freaking bright and hot out earlier today. Um, I am very religious about always wearing sunscreen on my mm-hmm. face. I've been trying to be better about wearing it on my body too, especially when I'm coming from the gym and I'm in a tank top or something. Yeah. I'm working on that. but um, That's a lot of effort. It is. That's why I like the spray oil ones for the body because it, it's easy to rub in. Mm. But I'm also trying to be more aware of clean beauty products, which means you kind of have to use the zinc, which is much harder to rub in. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, but for my face, I have not totally switched over to um, a clean beauty brand for sunscreen for my face because a lot of them are so chalky. Yeah. But I've well, been... Well, really, the only way it could be clean is if it has zinc oxide. Right, exactly. And that means it's a physical barrier as opposed to chemical, la, la, la. Yeah. Um, so what I've really just been trying to find is a day moisturizer that has at least SPF 30, because that's what they recommend, mm-hmm. that doesn't leave me feeling super greasy or chalky and really just works the way a normal moisturizer would. Mm-hmm. And I've had a really tough time trying to find... It's tolerant or Juliet. It is a tolerant. Apparently. You wouldn't think it would be, because you'd think that everybody would, <laughs> would be looking for that. something like this. Yeah. So I went into Blue Mercury. Love that place. I, I go there a lot. Well, cause I need to go there. It's just... It's two blocks from my apartment. It's like anytime I need something... Either that or Seal Bigelow, I'll, I'll just pop in there. And you have like a full like toner, cleanser, everything is from there? Um, It's a it's a mishmash. Mish, okay. What's that? What's the mishmash? name? Mishmash? Mishmash? Yeah. Is that right? A mishmash, a mosh pit, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but between Seal Bigelow and Blue Mercury mm-hmm. and Sephora, I kind of, I don't know. I'm a big product junkie with stuff like that. So I'm, so, I'm like literally the opposite. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so I went in uh, a couple weeks ago and I was like, all right, I need a new day cream with SPF mm-hmm. that's not going to leave me looking super greasy. And so she's like, oh, I have the perfect one for you. It's the one I wear every day. 
It's from Supergoop. And I'd used their sunscreen before, and it's it's nice. I like it a lot. So they have a cream called the Super Screen Daily Moisturizer, mm. which has SPF 40. Um, and it protects from the UVA rays, which are aging, and the UVB rays, which burn you, mm-hmm. um, plus blue bright, infrared radiation, pollution, and more. Um, so I think this is the best one I've tried so far. I really like it. Yeah. How and long I, have you been wearing it? A few weeks now. Okay. Um, and most of the time I do, I wash my face. Sometimes I do toner in the morning. Then I do a serum. And then I do my moisturizer with SPF. So it's, it's a multi-step process. But um, Well, your skin looks great. Well, thank you. But I've been really happy with the results. And um, I like that it's SPF 40 instead of the standard 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're wearing makeup, can makeup go over yeah. it easily? Yeah. So makeup goes over it well. And then I've also picked up a primer. Hmm. So for a while, I was only using primers that were the the kind that were super mattifying. Yeah. But then I realized that sometimes those are almost too mattifying and they can and then if you're wearing something over it you can almost look a little powdery even if you're not wearing any powder Mm. so now I switched to one it's from Too Faced I can't remember the name of it um this just wore more of a it's mattifying but it's smoothing and it's more of a lotion consistency Mm -hmm. um and I really like that too I feel like everything it just smooths everything out and then if you do put tinted moisturizer on over top of that it, it goes on even smoother I need to go to the beauty store with you I would love to do that with you that, yeah, actually, I wish we, we could do that. Maybe we could even record it. There'd yeah. be a little ambient noise, but we could probably figure it out. Yeah, I need to, because I'm terrible with it. I, I mean, I came up with, like, my little five-minute makeup routine. Which is great. Um, which, if you haven't seen it, is on our Instagram, at Diaper Baggage. Job. I attempted to be, like, one of, <laughs> like, an influencer going through my makeup routine. And it is five minutes. Yeah. And I talked longer, so it's actually under five minutes. But I don't really have a great like skincare routine. I wear, you know, like a moisturizer like you do with mm-hmm. an SPF in it, but that's like kind of it. Um, I have a tinted moisturizer if I like want to, you know, get a little crazy, yeah, well. <laughs> but I'm terrible. It's just kind of like whatever oh, well, I like it. see I'll on the you. shelf, I'll throw on my face and that's probably not the best. Maybe we thing should. Even, to do. So I really like Folane, which is actually started by my friend Tara from college. Mm. And so it's a total clean, beauty store. Ooh. So if you're in the, if you're already in a place where you sort of want to have an entirely new routine, yes. you might as well get start clean from, beauty or at least start from there. And if you're finding certain products don't quite cut it, work, then, you know, yeah. I think anything's better than nothing. Yeah. I, I just feel like there's certain clean beauty products like mascara where I just haven't found one that works as well as a conventional. And, yeah. You know. I'll How get, often am I wearing mascara? Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. You're welcome. And uh, we'll put the product up on our Instagram, too, so you can find it and buy it yourself if you're interested. Cool. Shit we Googled. So we didn't have a shit we Googled last week, but we do this week. And what I Googled this week was, when does it get easier to have a kid? Can I ask a question? Sure. How many hours of sleep had you had prior to Googling this? Um, I don't remember the exact state of mind I was in. Probably not a good one. <laughs> so anyway, I was just curious, um, especially because, you know, this this podcast is about getting rid of the mom guilt. And I feel like a lot of times I feel guilty because I'm looking at other people's Instagrams and social media and motherhood just seems so much easier for them mm-hmm. in a lot of ways for a lot of other moms that I follow. And I know in my heart of hearts that that's not the case and right. I'm just seeing the best moments. 
but it still doesn't take away it, it, the, the, those feelings that I have of like, wow, this seems so much easier for that mom who has a kid around the same age as me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I see people with kids a little bit older. I'm like, oh, okay, when I get to that point, it'll be so much easier. And, then and people are probably looking at your Instagram or mine and thinking the same thing, I'm right? Sure, like, I'm wow, sure. look at them traveling with the baby. A hundred percent. So I know it's not in reality, but it, it's still, it, it's hard to take that feeling away sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I was curious if there was actually an age that it, it does get easier. And I want you to weigh on, wait, I want you to weigh in on this as well, because you do have someone that is, uh, someone, you have a daughter, Javi, <laughs> <laughs> that is a bit older than Wilder. Mm-hmm. And I know some things have gotten easier and I know... The answer from every parent is, well, some things get easier and some things get more difficult. Right. And I know that that's the truth. But what I did find when I Googled, when does it get easier to have a kid? There actually is an answer to this question. There's a general consensus. There is a general consensus. And the answer is six. Okay. Six years old. They said, and across different... You know, obviously it was like a lot of blogs and and other writers writing about their experiences with parenthood. And basically six years old is the kids can kind of take care of themselves. You're not having to change diapers. They can get dressed themselves. Like all of those sort of baby toddler things that were a struggle, like, you know, putting a shirt on Wilder is like wrestling an alligator sometimes. Like all of those things kind of go away Mm -hmm. and like the emotional teenage years I guess haven't set in yet (laughs) you're still pretty far away from those tween years yeah Yeah. exactly so um they can play by themselves they want to play with other kids so you can get a break you can tell them to do something they'll listen um they're engaged excited about things you know if you go on a trip about the things that you're doing so six seems to be the age okay so obvious three and a half (laughs) So we got two and a half more years for that. I, I think it's true, though, that every age has its pros and cons. Of course. Although I have to say, Mike and I, my husband, were talking about this a couple days ago. I love three and a half because we're finally not getting quite as many tantrums, and she's so verbal now, and you can really have conversations with her, and she mm-hmm. has just interesting opinions on everything. But I was like, I can't look back on the last three and a half years and say that every age while I was in it was my favorite age. I can uh, definitely say that while we were in two and a half, I was like, this is not my favorite age. <laughs> I'm ready for this to be over. Um, but that's that's interesting about six. I think it makes sense. Um, just looking forward from where I am right now, for her to be able to not need me to go to the bathroom with her every time and mm-hmm. to really be able to put on her own clothes. And probably at that point, you know, she could even make herself a simple breakfast by herself, mm-hmm. right? Like pour cereal and milk and um, can they, I guess they'll use knives. I don't know. Yeah. I, have, I have some kids I know who even at three or four, they use those plastic knives. So yeah. yeah. Maybe she could like, but I feel like make you, me some fruit salad in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like whip up a little, yeah. whip up a dinner for you. But they can help with like certain chores. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they can kind of clean up after themselves a bit easier. It's not as much of a struggle. It seems like you can reason with them more mm-hmm. was another point that was in a lot of these articles where it's a bit harder to reason, even though they they might a child might be verbal at two or three. 
there's sometimes there's no like rationalizing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Be- behavior with a six year old, you can sort of rationalize mm-hmm. a bit more with them. And I think that it shouldn't be overlooked that by the time they're six, they're in school five yes. days a week from you know eight to two or nine to three or whatever. So they're having time to shake out sillies with their friends at school. Yeah. And you know when you when you see them later in the day, it's not that same exhausted long day of having to try yeah. and entertain a kid for exactly. the entire time they're awake. So. Exactly. But so you're telling me though, <laughs> me coming at, at 14 months, looking ahead to three years old, it's easier. Yes. In a I, lot of ways. I have found, and I think we I know you have had troubles with potty training yeah. and things like that. But. Right. I have found that the half years in general have been trickier, 18 months, two and a half. I think three and a half is slightly trickier than three, but three and a half compared to two and a half. It's like is, a world of difference. It's much better. It's just, when she was two and a half, I wouldn't necessarily know what would set her off. Mm. You know, like, are you ready to get dressed in the morning? No! And it's like, okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. But now I just, it's, everything is a lot more predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just a lot more fun because you can communicate with her so much more. And, and she has very specific interests and it's really funny to talk about them Mm -hmm. with her because she's obsessed with Shakira so (laughs) I know so much about Shakira now Um, and you know she's very specific restaurants that she likes to go to and um, things she likes to read and it's 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 definitely I'm starting to see how the relationship develops not just as me as a caretaker but what it'll be like when she gets a little bit older and we really relate to each other more as humans yeah you know <laughs> yeah absolutely is six the golden age of parenting we'll have to find out anyway that's the answer that was the shit i googled this week and uh looking forward to six years old me too <laughs> so big news for you mm-hmm. you just got back from your first big trip away from wilder yes i did um it wasn't that big of a trip <laughs> it was only i think three nights away from him but it was the first extended period of time that I've been away from him. The only other times that I've been away was two other times and it was an overnight in Manhattan. So I was literally a block away and (laughs) you know, it was what, 12 hours away from him. It Mm -hmm. was, I probably spent longer away from him during the day, but yeah, we had, uh, Ross and I had a wedding in Sweden to go to, two of our really good friends got married in Sweden and we weren't going to miss it. We knew we were going to be there. And at first we considered bringing Wilder with us, but for such a short period of time. And even if we had extended the trip, it just would have been too much to bring him. Yeah. You know, the wedding, there was a bunch of activities before and after, and I would have had to either bring someone with us to watch him or have a random person there watch him and do bedtime who he doesn't know and speak Swedish. (laughs) So luckily Ross's parents uh, were kind enough to come and stay with Wilder. And taking care of a 14-month-old is... Is a lot. I mean, he's he's running all over the place. He, you know, I can understand a lot of the words that he says, but not everyone can understand Mm -hmm. the words that he says. Um, He's obsessed with vacuum, so he wants to vacuum all day long, uh, which can be a little um, irritating. (laughs) (laughs) Also adorable at times, but when he stands at the door and says, vac, 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 over and over again, 
can be a little tiring. Um, so <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> I know. Um, hopefully that sticks with him until he's a teenager and he cleans his room. Mm, yeah. But, um, and also our nanny came for a few hours during the day to give my in-laws uh, a little bit of a break. Not That's because right. they asked for it, because I knew that they probably right. would yeah. appreciate it. But anyway, yeah, so it was my first time away and I was a little nervous about how I would feel about it. And I know you recently, you've been away from Avi a few times over the past three and a half mm-hmm. years, but you and Mike recently went on a trip too, uh, to Machu Picchu. Yeah. And that was kind of your first big, big extended trip. trip away from Avi as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd been away sort of similar things, long weekends for weddings. Um, but I, I think never more than two nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, I've been wanting to go to Machu Picchu for a long time and it's just not kid friendly. I no. mean, I saw kids when we were there. And I the, saw, when I was there, I saw people with babies on their backs too. It and looked like, miserable. God, God bless you, but it's just not. It's just not the place for kids. And I think I don't know how kids are affected by altitude, but obviously, you a, a lot of times start in Cusco, which is higher than Machu Picchu. Higher than Machu yeah. Picchu, and you're supposed to really take it easy. And I mean, good luck telling a three year old to take to it easy. Around. So yeah. um, for a lot of reasons, I. I didn't want to bring her, and so I basically figured out the shortest amount of time that we could be away mm-hmm. where we still got to do everything that we wanted to do. So it's not like we went everywhere in Peru. Yeah. Um, but enough time to see Cusco, see the Sacred Valley, um, you know, climb the mountain, Wayna Picchu, next to Machu Picchu, and see the site and everything. Um, and so my parents were here basically Friday to Friday, so we had sort of two travel days and then five days on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were gone for a week, and it was it was great. It was funny. I met up with my friend when I got back, who had also just been on a long trip away from her son, and she was she kind of whispered to me conspiratorially, like, "Did you miss her?" And I was like, "Not really." <laughs> she was like, "Good, me neither." Yeah. And and I think obviously you're always thinking about your vacations post kids, even if they're not with you, are very different because in the back of your mind or in the front of your mind, you're always wondering what they're up to and you're checking in with who's ever watching them yeah. and seeing what they ate for lunch and what their nap schedule's like. So it, it is different in that sense that you're never fully checked out yeah. the way you were before. And I think that can be a tough pill to swallow at first, especially for people like us who like to travel a lot. Um, but what I think I mean when I say I didn't miss her is not that I wasn't thinking about her and, mm-hmm. and wondering about her, but it was so nice to take a nap in the middle yes. of the day and not worry we had a really long train ride that got delayed coming back from Machu Picchu to Cusco and and I just read a bunch of my New Yorkers and to not have to worry about finding things for her to do or for her to eat and just be able to make my own schedule and or not, not have a schedule or not have a schedule not have to worry that oh these cobblestones are really bumpy and I don't know how the stroller's gonna work on it you know just be able to walk without a stroller yeah it was very freeing. Yeah. And it was obviously great to have alone time with the husband for that many days and get to talk about whatever we wanted to. And it was great. It was rejuvenating and it was interesting. And I really liked it. Yeah. I felt very much the same way. I mean, you had a little more exposure to at least being away mm-hmm. from Avi than I did. So when I got on the plane, we had an overnight flight to um, Stockholm and... I heard a baby start crying on the plane and something just kicked in in me and I just started hysterically crying oh. because, you know, my mind started racing like, oh my God, 
this was the first time that a parent hasn't done bedtime with Wilder or the nanny. Like Mm -hmm. it's always been me, Ross or Jojo or nanny um, doing bedtime. And what if he is freaking out? I'm not there to comfort him. Ross is not there to comfort him. And my mind just started racing and I started hysterically crying. Um, And I can't believe I did this, but there was Wi-Fi on the plane, which is amazing over the Atlantic Ocean to have Wi-Fi, first of all. And I was able to get his monitor and I checked and he was sleeping and he was fine, obviously, but I was really upset at first on the plane. With that said, (laughs) that feeling went away real fast. (laughs) (laughs) We were really tired when we, we had the worst seats on the plane. We were in the middle, middle Uh, in the last row by the bathroom. Oh, so your seats didn't recline? They did. They did recline, but that's stinky back there. It's just not. Yeah. yeah. Like the middle row, the two, there was four seats. Ross and I had the two middle seats in the middle, in the middle row by the bathroom last row. So it just wasn't, it wasn't comfortable. And the problem, too, was that the flight was at, like, 5 o'clock at night. So we weren't really tired until the last, like, two hours of the mm-hmm. flight. And at that point, like, you're already kind of in that uncomfortable right. state of being on an eight-hour flight. So anyway, um, so we were really tired when we landed. And we got to go to the hotel and take a two-hour nap. Ugh. If we had had Wilder, like, that wouldn't have been right. possible. And we were there for a wedding, so... I was able to have a few extra drinks. I'm mm-hmm. not a big drinker, but I was like, I can do it. And now you're not breastfeeding anymore. And I'm not breastfeeding anymore either. So that was probably the first time I really had more than like a drink or two out. Like I had a few drinks. Yeah. And stayed out dancing until 1.30 in the morning, oh, so knowing that I didn't have to get up. Um, and it was it was great. And it was great to be able, we had, had some downtime where we just walked around. It was this beautiful island called Marstrand. And we were able to just walk around, no set itinerary, like, hey, you want to pop into that store? Right. You want to grab a coffee over here? It was, everyone was like, are you, how are you doing? How are you doing? And I was like, I am great. Yeah. Like, I am so happy. And you kind of get over that hump. Like, at first I felt like we were talking about Wilder a lot. And then it's like, oh, wait, we can actually talk about other things now. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) so we were able to, like, catch up on things. And even on the plane was nice. The plane home was really nice because we were wide awake the whole time. It was a daytime flight. And we just, like, chatted. We picked the same movie to watch together. Oh, I've done that with Mike before, too. Yeah, like, little plane dates. I haven't had one of those. It's usually one of us is, like, you know, watching after Wilder. So it was nice. It it broke the seal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if my in-laws will be nice enough to watch him again, um, I would definitely do it again. Coming back, it was a little tough. They said the last day he started to really miss us and was really upset. And that kind of broke my heart a little bit. So maybe we can't do a week long thing quite yet. He's still young. He's still very young. Um, I know a lot of people that do, and that that's great. I just don't might not feel comfortable doing Mm -hmm. that quite yet, but it's nice to know that we could take like a long weekend again or four days and that like he is okay and he is happy and he is fine. Um, and I think it's important for And I want to look forward to that. Yeah, it's important for moms, for dads, for all parents to get that time away to recharge, to reconnect with your partner. It made me miss him. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I don't feel like I get a lot because I do work from home. So even though I have help and I am working, I still get to see him throughout the day. Yeah. All the time. I'm seeing him constantly. I don't even have an office to go to where I get <laughs> to come home and be like, oh, I missed you all day. So it made me miss him. And I feel like I haven't had that in a while because I'm just like ever, he's ever present in my life. 
Um, and I know I'm very lucky to have that, but it still is like, oh, right. Like, I need to be away from you so I can miss you mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway. It's, I recommend um, taking trips and taking some time right. away. And I think moms especially are often very hesitant to, oh, I, I don't want to put the burden on my parents or my in-laws, or I don't want to leave my kid, or um, we should put that money towards something else. But I think, as we've mentioned a lot on this podcast, self-care is really important yeah. and shouldn't be minimized. You yeah. know, having and your relationship. And your relationship. All of these things are, are really important, and you should never feel guilty about taking some time for yourself um, to reconnect with yourself, with your partner, or just to have some time where you're not thinking about a baby or a toddler yeah. or a kid. It's, it's super important. And, you know, both of us obviously are big travelers yeah. and, um, I'm excited to bring her on trips that are coming up over the next few months, but I'm also excited that Mike and I are going to Wyoming without her at the end mm-hmm. of September for like three days. Um, and exactly, I, I, I will have come back really having missed her and I find the craziest part is at this age when they're just learning so much, you know, up until whatever age that sort of curve drops off. I leave her for two days and I come back and she seems older. She says crazy. more things or there's just things about her that seem different. And it's it's always super crazy to see that after you come back. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully I can have another trip soon just alone with Ross and... Hint, s- hint, Ross. Sleep. Even if it's not a big trip, even just going somewhere for a couple of nights alone near your house, I think is really important for all those reasons that we mentioned. Absolutely. That's it for now. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode of Diaper Baggage.